America needs a tidal wave of the old time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to... Believe It or Not. The show where we believe it. Or maybe we don't. No. Oh. <laughs> t- sorry. Note. I forgot note. the T. Yeah. Note. Note. Noted. Noted. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Trev. How you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm a little sleepy, but yeah. doing all right. Um, Tired, huh? We, uh, for those of you who don't know, we uh, we record we're recording this one really early. Yeah, it's so it's way too early. Yeah, it's like two in the afternoon. It's like who mm. who gets up this early? <laughs> this is an ungodly time to be awake. Yeah. I think anyone who is awake at this time normally, uh, they should probably uh, see a doctor. Yeah, I think so. I think if, so. If I I'm agree. being honest with you and myself, so. And you know what, Damien? Yeah. Thank you for being honest. You're welcome. I mean, that's yeah. what we're here for, right? We're here. It's all about truth, honesty, truth. and um, the American way. Well, I was going to say the American way, but we're not American, so no, we're North right. American. North America, the North American. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is that just uh, privatizing basic human rights and oppressing people? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Actually, I don't that's know a good, anymore. Good segue. Uh, it is of America. Okay. Yeah, because oh. we're going to talk about um, a part of America today. Okay, which which part is that? It is a part just south of us, upstate uh, well, New all York. Of America is just south. Of us. That's true. <laughs> kind upstate of from New York. Yeah, like Buffalo. Well, I'm from know. Utica, but uh, <laughs> Buffalo's Western New York. Oh, okay. So, like from Buffalo to Rochester, though that area, and then so I guess that's uh, that's that's Western New York. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know my words then, but uh, <laughs> I only know that because I'm from that area. So that's right. Western New York. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Albany and Utica. That's that's U- upstate New York, I think, isn't it? I know it because of uh, steamed hams. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's, oh, it's an old Albany tradition. It's like, well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard of it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. Mm. Anyway, Rochester to Buffalo. This is close yeah, to Yeah, kind of that area. So um, mm-hmm. uh, it was referred to uh, for this period of time as the Burned Over District or the Burnt District. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember once early on in this in this podcast, I mentioned the burned over district, and you said, "What is that?" And then we tried to Google it while we're like talking, and none of us <laughs> understood what it was. So, yeah, you I think I have a better understanding, back. but we'll okay, see. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So basically, what happened was there was this canal that was built called the Erie Canal. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar and with that, this canal. You're familiar with it. And what it did was it, um, when it was built, it provided a lot of business to Buffalo and Mm -hmm. upstate New York and uh, Western New York and just throughout um, places where, you know, they didn't have um, Mm -hmm. this level of business before and this level of trade. And it really, you know, kind of helped the area to boom and uh, to do very well. With that, it brought, you know, a lot of new people. Yep. So we've talked about the 
first Great Awakening a few mm-hmm. times. What happened here is um, basically in the 1830s, they had what they call the Second Great Awakening, which apparently, uh, I'm the apparently kid now, but apparently it was less Calvinist than the first one. So less like holiness and like, you know, that kind of stuff and more like, let's try to do good things and try to right, be good, right. good people. The phrase burned over district was coined by, well, the burnt district was coined by a guy named Reverend Charles Grandison Finney or Charles Finney. Called it the burnt district because there have been so many revivals and so many church and uh, tent meetings in that area mm-hmm that he said people were just burnt and they didn't want any more revival and they were just kind of <laughs> done with it. Right. But right, right. Uh, other people have interpreted that the, the burned district or the burned over district, which was actually not going to like the 1950s, the the full burned over district as opposed to the burnt district, would refer to it because it's like the Holy Spirit or there was a fire of religious fervor in that area. And that's what the burned comes from there. So they okay. they kind of took his phrasing and then made it more spiritual. That they got burned by the Lord. Yeah, the Lord mm-hmm. gunned and burned them. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, this area is considered to be like kind of a hotbed of religious movements. Mm-hmm. And uh, the area was seen as this new kind of religious freedom area where people could travel to and start their own religion. Or if people were in a persecuted religion, say in England or, or in Europe, they could come over and kind of settle in this area and, you know, live freely how right. with whatever religion they they brought. Well, I mean, that was kind of why they, they came over to North America in the first place, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Then, you know, persecution happened here a little bit too. I mean, yeah. you'd say persecution, <laughs> but, you know, fighting between two religious groups or whatever. I mean... I think there was a lot of persecution going on in yeah. North America. Yeah, probably. <laughs> for yeah, a very long time. Yeah, I'd for a lot of people. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for like Christians. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They got to make themselves the victims somehow, right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> and then also religious movements like the Quakers mm-hmm. and the Shakers from New England. <laughs> um, I don't know of... why I find that so funny. <laughs> That's so good. And you know why they're called that, right? The Shakers? Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it before, but I... Re- yeah, it's basically me. like the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit moved on them, they would shake. and yeah. Right, right, right. So right. it was very literal. I um, thought it was because they had uh, high-sodium diets. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we, we talk about them in past tense, and we've done this in the past, and people think that means that we don't know that Quakers and Shakers still mm-hmm. exist. Uh, we, we are aware of that. It's just that we're talking about in the past, so I just wanted to get yeah, that yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. It's also where the Millerites started. William Miller was the preacher, and this is where the Great Disappointment happened in Mm. this uh, area, and that was in Lowhampton, New York. And so the Great Disappointment, Miller said, hey, guess what? On October 22nd, 1844, the Lord's going to come back, and the rapture's going to happen, etc. And then those things didn't happen, and out of that, eventually formed other religious movements like the Jehovah's Witnesses, and the Seventh Day Adventists. Oh wait, L- Lowhampton's on the opposite side of the state. 
It's well, on the Virginia border. Sorry, I'm just doing some like geography because I'm like, where is this? I'm like, Lowhampton is on the the border of uh, Vermont and uh, New York. Oh, anyway, okay. so it's this anyway. whole area. It's this whole big area. <laughs> New York State. Let's just say yeah. that. I'm not trying to fact check you here or anything, Trev. I'm just trying to get my geography in order. Well, I don't, yeah, I guess I don't know um, New York geography very well. <laughs> That's but okay. we'll get to why that is in a minute. Of um, Mormons also. This, so this is, you know, in New York, mm-hmm. Joseph Smith found, obviously, for the true story about where he found the golden plates. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, other artifacts with that were later proven to be forgeries or yeah. well, well jesus yeah. was from toledo right originally jesus was yeah and where was the garden of eden and um <laughs> oh i don't know what well, it's somewhere I like believe... i'm sorry i'm just trying to think of from the book of Mormon. <laughs> it's been a while jackson county missouri i, I so right, that's, right right that's, right yeah It'll be a cold day in hell when i recognize missouri <laughs> <laughs> and the fox sisters mm-hmm near rochester that's you know the ones who uh yeah talk to ghosts legitimately talk to real ghosts oh wow but later it was conf- they one of them confirmed that it was fake actually so, oh. not to blow your mind too much but so they legitimately talked to them but they really they weren't actually ghosts yeah they tied okay. an apple that's my favorite one is they tied an apple to a string and then they tied that string to their toes so that when they would do this rapping discover thing, gravity yeah, their parents would come into the room and they're like, they're ghosts, and then they would move their toes, and this apple would like go bang, 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 and they'd be, they're like, the parents are like, that checks out. There's ghosts in here. <laughs> <laughs> How old were they when that happened? Does it say uh, they were pretty young? Uh, but they start so that you know held on to that story that they had this special gift and spiritualism really took off from there, and so that came out of this area too. That's and, uh, bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, I guess, I guess, parents for a while they just didn't care. I feel like nowadays you're not going to get away with that as easy with your parents. Yeah, it depends. It's like, what is this? Some TikTok video? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just for the YouTubes. <laughs> well, we thought there was demons in our room when I was a kid. My parents were like, "Oh, that checks out." Was it just mice? Yeah, it was mice, and it was the fact <laughs> that my sibling had night terrors. Mm. Okay, <laughs> that'll do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Also in this area. Mm-hmm. Congregationalists, Baptists, and Methodists really thrived. Those denominations really took off. And out of that, a lot of mm-hmm. new ideas and things like, hey, maybe we shouldn't own people as property were were tossed around. And as well, because of the canal, they were able to spread that message a little easier. And so abolitionists, that movement took off pretty big in this mm-hmm. time. So this is like 1820s to 18. Like till the Civil War, basically, is when they consider this the the burned over district by BT dubs. And out of that, too, so abolitionists, so they successfully abolished slavery in New York in 1828. But um, there was still some loopholes and stuff. It was still racist. Don't get me wrong. These these people weren't saints. There was obviously some a lot of racism in there, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they did not think you should own people and that was you know that's a good start yeah i I think so and out of this too 
Um, so we have Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony dairy as well with women's mm-hmm. suffrage. Uh, before Susan B. Anthony took over, took on the cause of women's suffrage, she was also part of the temperance movement and stuff in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a Quaker and they were against drunkenness. Also at the time, a lot of Baptist churches were helping alcoholics and, and doing programs to help alcoholics. So they ended up becoming right. prohibitionists too. So the prohibition movement really started kind of at this time as well so it's mm-hmm. all these it it became like almost a, a center like people see it as like a center of like all these new ideas yeah just all because now people could gather in different ways because of this canal and because this is kind of a new area and uh new freedoms it's funny that uh that temperance was such a big thing at this time because yeah. clearly I, I i mean i'm sure alcoholism was uh was running rampant i mean mm-hmm. i mean if you're just looking at industrialization and just like how horrible it was at this time i'm, I'm yeah. sure the two are i'm sure the two are very closely related yeah I, I don't actually know if they are but i can only imagine like you know there weren't really a lot of unions or anything like that there were no real workers rights like there was no kind of like anything like that i think children were still working at this time too. i think so yeah yeah so like i mean I, I don't blame them for wanting to just be drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. But, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if that's the only thing, but I, I'm sure that I'm sure there's a, a correlation between the two at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm sure there was. And, and all um, the busy bodies not wanting them to yeah. <laughs> get back to work. And it's like, I mean, it's like the war on drugs, right? Like, um, yeah we took on like they took on drugs as the main mm-hmm. problem without doing anything about the root cause. Right. And so we're just fighting against the drug trade, which I mean that has its merits, but also like, why not, you know, look into mental health stuff, look into addiction, right. like helping. Yeah. It's how know. much of like a, cause I know from my point of view with it and my understanding of it the war on drugs was a much more of like a it was a very like political kind of mm-hmm. um, war i guess i yeah. think like most of those things really are was was temperance i guess temperance would have had to have been i, I mean a similar thing yeah but. and yeah it was a similar thing i think and and the things we learn from that that prohibition doesn't work we're still yeah. trying with other well, stuff because again you're not you're not solving any of the problems you're just yeah you're just pushing them aside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was the Fourierist Utopian Society movement that started around 1816 and the Scandalite community in 1843 and then the Oneida Society and that was also considered a utopian group. And they were, uh, yeah, they, yeah, okay, they wanted, you know, no more slavery. They wanted um, more inclusion. That sounds all right to me. Yeah. Were they horrible people, though? Yeah, there's probably. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also the hunter patriots who wanted to invade us, invade Canada. So okay. That was, yeah. yeah, that was a cool group, I yeah. guess. And a wow. huge one, too, was the Ebenezer colonies. Scrooge? Scrooge? So I think Ebenezer means like blessings from God or something like that. And they were. Oh, really? Yeah. And it will. It's like because there's an Ebenezer thing in the Bible. Oh, I should have researched this, but 
And then they, yeah, they settled in New York near Buffalo. They were kind of a strict group. Like they had a lot of very strict rules for other people. Like one thing was if you got engaged, then you had to spend a year apart from your fiance before you get married. So you get engaged and then you have to spend a year. You have to like not talk to each other for a year and then come back and get (laughs) married. Not talk to each other? (laughs) Yeah. Can't see each other. Can't talk to each other. Is this just kind of like, is this kind of like when you're like thinking about getting a tattoo and then you're like, think about it, wait a month, see if you still like it, you know, draw it, put put it like draw it on your arm or something, see if you like it, <laughs> like really make sure you want it. Is it that kind of thing? Is that what I that's think supposed so. to be? I don't know. And uh, one story, one anecdote I heard was that a couple refused to do it and they were basically like imprisoned in this house for, for a year. In, imprisoned? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like lock them up so Uh-oh. but together i don't know i don't think they would have imprisoned them together would they listen this might be a poorly researched episode because uh, <laughs> i still don't understand the burned over district okay believe so here's it? i believe it yeah i believe it uh here's the thing are yeah. you familiar with the bermuda triangle yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm familiar with the Bermuda Triangle. What does this have to do with Western New York or New York State for that matter? Well, so the Bermuda Triangle, people tell all these stories about crazy things that happen in the Bermuda Triangle, but they don't really look elsewhere and see if those things are also happening there. So this area became legend. And like you said, you're really stretching it at times to include certain areas in the Burned Over District. So the book, there was a book written in the 1950s called The Burned Over District. And this is where a lot of this history and this terminology comes from. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people argue that it wasn't really a thing. <laughs> that like, yeah, there was a lot of religious organizations and li- religious movements in this area. And three, really two, like the uh, Mormons and the Seventh-day Adventists came out of this area. Yeah. So that makes it stand out in history. But there was just religious movements everywhere. Yeah. And I think because, and they say a lot of a lot of it is because there was a few key things in this area that stuck that made people think that there was something kind of special going on. Where okay. in reality, you could probably just look at any area at that time and pull out a bunch of interesting things that were happening. I mean, there's a lot here, like spiritualism, like that's still going strong, Jehovah's Witnesses, although that, you know, came out of a movement that was there, but it wasn't really from, you know, it happened elsewhere, but because of the Millerites. Right. Yeah. So basically, it's, it's something people talk about, but historians are really on the fence about whether i wonder how much of it too is just people in their own neighborhoods kind of sensationalizing these things right yeah you know like it's it's very easy to be like you know a lot about your hometown and a lot of stuff that you think is special and everyone's like well that happens everywhere but not everyone's yeah. writing books about it and making points about it and then you know it kind yeah. of builds up steam and then once it has that mythology it's easier to point back and it like, we'll see they've been saying this for a hundred yeah. years like that's what this is yeah, and this happened there, and this happened there. But yeah. everything was growing in this area because of the canal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to see a surge of everything. Industry. Yeah, there, and there was a huge surge of industry in, in that area as well. Um, I th- and I th- think I remember reading somewhere that Buffalo was one of the first cities to get electricity, too. In oh, area. really? I think, yeah. I think so. 
like it was a big city for a while like the steel industry was really big there and yeah for a long time and then that kind of went under too but yeah and they're wild later. wings yeah well duffs all right that's no the, i think uh buffalo started buffalo wild wings oh did they start buffalo oh, wild wings too <laughs> <laughs> well it was the anchor bar and, and uh duffs i think were like the the two main original ones right. i think there's some contention there i don't know i don't know now did they mm-hmm. did they create their own sauce or did they just use frank's I think it's, I don't know. I think it's just Frank's. Wow. I've always had it just like Frank's. But buffalo sauce is more than just Frank's, so you're supposed to do like Frank's with like butter and... Yeah, Frank's and butter, yeah. I pr- I prefer just just Frank's, though. Mm. Yeah. Another thing, too, about the canal was, I guess, like yeah. it made prices kind of unified across mm-hmm. America. So, like, you're not paying so much more in Buffalo like it used to be because it would take so much more to ship something there. Yeah, and like to get something there because you're not, you can't just send a big boat. Um, so things would cost way more there than they would in, say, like New England or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of interesting things happen out of this area, but you could definitely debate whether it was because of uh, some significance or just the canal, and also things were happening all over America at the time. But it's yeah, it's neat were going to everywhere kind of in the states. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, some great stuff came out of it. I think women should be allowed to vote. I'm, I'm for. That's a really bold take for you to make right now, Trev. I, I know. I didn't think uh, I didn't think I'd hear you publicly admitting that. Well, here I am, <laughs> and I think slavery's bad. Yeah, but they yeah. were kind of late on that. I think they should have figured that out way before 1828. Right. Yeah. Any other thoughts on burning the district? <laughs> um. No, not really. I mean, we we started a focus. I, I guess most of our focus was Western New York, but we had a bit yeah, all over. Kind of and, all over. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird time. It's a weird place. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. should we thank our patrons? Let's thank our patrons. Oh my God. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for coming to our Bible study. Um, you're all wonderful, uh, beautiful, and mm-hmm. um, every single one of you is loved by us, by the Lord, and everyone mm-hmm. else here in this room. Yeah. All the lords are... All the lords and ladies. Lording it over how mm-hmm. wonderful um, you are. Ten and, lords uh, weeping. Uh, ten all, lords eleven. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Lord of the Rings was there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, who yeah. was the Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Dance, Michael Flatley. Mm-hmm. That's true. Is it Michael Flatley? Is that his name? Yeah, and he yeah. does he does the whole dancing mm-hmm. uh, thing. Um, but um, Riverdale. But that's what we're studying today is all the Lords and uh, in the Bible. But mm-hmm. right now we have some prayer requests and a quick thank yous. Let us uh, let us bow our heads and pray mm-hmm. for them and pray. Uh, and I just pray. Thank you, uh, great thank you for Caroline. Dun, 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 and a great thank you for Shara. You uh, you will always be in the Lord's hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a special prayer request today for our friend Maddie. Mm. Now, uh, it's summertime and Maddie's been making a lot of lemonade, you know. And you know what they say, when life gives you lemons, 
make lemonade. The problem is, is that I was saving those lemons because it was going to make a nice, I was going to make a nice pasta dish, you know, a nice, like mm. nice citrusy thing. And uh, Maddie used all the lemons in, in the community kitchen to make lemonade for the yard sale. And listen, I get it. You're doing it for a good reason. It's a good cause. But sometimes you just need to take a step back and don't use all the lemons that life give you. Okay, Maddie? Mm. Amen. So. Amen. And Maddie, uh, thank Amen. you. Amen. Um, and everybody, have a wonderful life. And mm-hmm. we'll see you on the other side when we do a Christian rock lyric. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. We're talking about fire, right? Yeah, we are talking about... Are we talking about the song Fire? Oh, no. no We're oh. talking about a song called Like a Fire. Are we tra- talking about Earth, Wind, and Fire? No, oh, that'd be cool. Are we talking about Fire by the Ohio Players? Uh, no, it's called Like a Fire, oh, and it's by like the Planet Shakers. Or what? just Planet Shakers. Okay. I don't think that's a good thing. What, what yeah, you don't want to shake a planet. No, no. It's like a baby that way. It's like a baby, right? You want to, you rattle that planet too much. It's not good. That's not good. Mm. Uh, this song is uh, goes though. Uh, like a fire, shut up in my bones. Like a fire, shut <laughs> up in my bones. Okay, like a fire, it like gets closed up inside of his bones. Yeah, or or her bones. I don't know. Or hers. Singing. I don't know who's singing. <laughs> Neither do I. I want the world to know you are God, with a passion burning deep within. I want the world to know. You live. Let your presence come and saturate every part of me. Make me new. Let your spirit come and move within. Fill me once again, because I need more. Jesus, I'm desperate for you. Jesus, I'm hungry for you. Jesus, I'm longing for you. God damn, this guy is thirsty. Mm-hmm. Thirsty for the Thirst. Lord to come inside of him again and again. Please, <laughs> again and again. please just come inside me right now. I am thirsty <laughs> for your hot burning love. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> that's such a desperate sounding song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you already believe, do you need to be that desperate about it? Yeah, probably not. Like, were, yeah, were and, you ever that desperate when you were a believer, Trev? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you you always want that. You know, you want a piece of that Holy Spirit. You know, yeah. so you have to cry out and you have to get emotional. That's what it's all about. That's it's true. all about like you're in a group, everybody's worshiping, everybody's getting emotional, yeah. and you're once you do get also get emotional because you were in a group full of emotional people crying out. Right. Then you feel like, oh, that was the Holy Spirit coming upon me. And then you're searching for that again and again. You want that fix of God yeah. coming in, in your life. Um, I, see, I don't know if I could be religious just in the fact that I would just be so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, just, just hearing about this is giving me anxiety. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah. just, please, no. Please not. Not, not no, today. No. no, no, not today. <laughs> no. And that's the same we've talked before with speaking in tongues. It was that same yeah. thing where you're just working yourself up and, and trying totally. to get that um, that feeling, trying to fit in with that group. And yeah. You know what else can uh, give you that feeling? <laughs> Sex? <laughs> drugs and alcohol. <laughs> oh, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's that. why the religious people are trying to ban it? Because uh, people are able to get it without having to have a belief in anything? Or Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and they have been able to, like, 
recreate those spiritual experiences. Well, yeah, as they say with a lot of um, psychedelics, right? Yeah. 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 So let's start our own church where we just take drugs and drink. (laughs) Yeah, we could do that. Okay. I mean, I guess if we're open about it at the beginning, I'm fine with that. Yeah. If we're like, there's no higher power, we're just going to do drugs and drink, and uh, you'll get the euphoria there, and then believe whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. That's fine. Just don't forget to put some money in the collection plate. Mm -hmm. We want that tax exemption status, and uh, you're good to go. And it goes towards the keg. Yeah, exactly. The keg, like, we're going to go for steak after kind of thing? or Oh, (laughs) Okay. That place is overrated. Hey, the keg. It's been a while since I've been there. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, listen, folks, you need fire at the keg to grill a steak. So you need fire at the keg to grill That's a steak. The same way. <laughs> and uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Work, work, work. Sky Moon. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.